Here's your AccuWeather forecast on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Here is your Panhandle forecast. Clouds, a few showers. High today, 48. Clouds and rain tonight, low 37. Cloudy start tomorrow, then sunny and breezy. High tomorrow, 57. Clear tomorrow night with a low at 32. Partly sunny, mild day on Wednesday. The high at 61. With your Panhandle forecast, I'm Steve Williams. The Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. It's Panhandle Sports Live. Crossover, step back! Where the Eastern Panhandle of West Virginia comes to get their sports live. Is this the tagger? Great night to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. Agent back to pass. Rush down the pocket. Throwing it downfield. It's into the end zone. Oh, he caught it! Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner, Luke Wiggs, and Parker Stone. It is Monday the 27th. You're tuned in to Panhandle Sports Live. Brought to you by Mountaineer Kitchens and Bats since 1995. Mountaineer Kitchens and Bats have delivered distinguished remodeling services to our home community of Martinsburg. From new construction to remodeling, Mountaineer Kitchens and Bats can design your new kitchen or bath. Check them out at MountaineerKitchensandBath.com on Facebook or visit their showroom at 967 Hedgesville Road in Martinsburg. Jordan Ice Warner alongside me, Luke Wiggs and Parker Stone. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. How we doing? How was your weekends? The weekend's never long enough, is it? Yeah, no, it's never What's not. a weekend? <laughs> no, there are no weekends. What are you talking about? But no, it was cool. Really cool time. Uh, I got to see the Rams playing over in Kutztown, back at the gym. It's the first time I've been in that gym in about over a year. So it was fun. Got to see that out. And also want to say shout out to Shepherd Baseball. They yeah. took the series against number 13 UNC Pembroke over the weekend, two out of three on the road. So we were wondering when's this Rams baseball team going to heat up. They were able to heat up over the weekend. So that's really cool to see. And they got a series starting up. This coming Friday, they're going to play Lake Erie over in at home. So a home series for the weekend for the Rams if you want to check out some baseball. So that's pretty cool, but really cool to see them take that series over UMC Pembroke. That's awesome. Well, let's get right into it. Speaking of Shepherd basketball, we had that game uh, against Kutztown over the weekend. It was the last game of the regular season for both the men and women's team. Women end up uh, falling to Kutztown, and then the men also end up falling to Kutztown. So an interesting uh, set of games over the weekend up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think so. You know, it was weird watching the Shepherd women's team play. They did a couple of different things. Obviously, uh, head coach Julie Coffin wasn't there. So Coach Little, Coach Agentovich stepped up and kind of manned the team for that game. And we saw some things that we haven't seen much of this year, uh, namely a full court press. And it looked pretty good defensively through about three and a half quarters at Kutztown. And it was kind of ironic to catch up with the coaching staff and have them say uh, pretty much what we've been saying all season, Parker, which is that this team puts together two, three really good quarters of basketball. And then there's always that one that kind of gets away from them. And this game, it was the fourth. Uh, well, a little bit more the third, but they kind of stand toe-to-toe with Kutztown early. The press does its job making the Golden Bears turn the ball over because they were playing without a true point guard. They kind of just ran out of gas, and Kutztown was a little too quality for them. Uh, but still some things I like. Potentially long-term, Shepard could be a pressing team. No, I definitely think so, too. There were some things to pick out of that game. You could see, well, this is good. It was fun to see Jordan Carby, the lean scorer for the Rams in this game. She had 11 points, got to the free throw line a lot, took took the ball to the rim a lot in that case. Good game for her. Peyton Grant had another good game. She had two fouls early in the first quarter that got her pulled for a little bit, but she got back in, got into double-digit scoring. Sydney Bowles had a rough night shooting, one of nine from the field, only scoring five points. Both the Miller sisters hit a three-pointer in this game, which I, if you would have told me that one, I would have probably dropped my jaw. That was that was fun to see those two hit a three-pointer. 
Haggerty had a tough shooting evening as well, only going one for six at a three-pointer. But a lot of people in the game for the Rams on this one. A lot of names got into the, for this final game of the season, which was cool to see. And there's a lot of building block pieces, I think. And it's this is year one of a rebuild for a team that basically had the slate cleaned off their roster and their program. So it's for year one, yes, it's a hard one to watch, only getting one win on the season. But there are building block pieces here. People like Peyton Grant, who really emerged in the second half of the season. Jordan Carr having a really good game to end the season. Somebody like Megan Shipley, who actually shot pretty good from the field in this game. Four for seven, had a couple nice mid-range jumpers. There, there's some developmental pieces here, and I'm really excited to see what Coach Kaufman and that staff's going to have with a full offseason really together for the first time. And here's assistant head coach Little after the game. Coach, I want to start with this. You see the press tonight. Uh, what was the thought process behind putting it on? How do you think it went? It was, it was mostly a matchup issue. We, we felt Kunsttown being the taller team with no true point guard. I don't, we thought that would be a good thing to try to speed them up a little bit, not let them settle in their half-court game and just – beat us up with those six foot two girls and I mean their whole starting lineup is either five ten to six foot two so we're a little outmatched on the height side so we thought we would try to speed the game up a little bit with that full court press Uh, well coach obviously not a season that any team wants to have but I think we've all been floored by the effort from start to finish from the girls this year Uh, from that standpoint you can't fault their ability to play every game to the final whistle no and you know to their credit Losing by 20 can get old, but they play hard every time, every game. And it seems like every game there's that down period that lets the good teams get away from us. So, yeah, a lot to build on. A lot of very inexperienced college basketball players playing tons of minutes this year. So hopefully they felt they've grown some as players. I know as coaches we felt they've grown. Coach, I'll let you go on this. We've been talking about the evolution of different players' games. You know, Hagerty more willing to get to the basket. Megan shooting the ball better. Peyton's more confident. And what aspect do you think this team improved the most from start to finish this year? I think it was actually taking care of the basketball. Even though tonight we had some banned turnovers, we were at being the year average giving up the ball over 20 times a game. We've tightened that up a little bit. I think our field goal percentage the last two weeks was a little bit better through the prime times. So I, I think just overall basketball IQ, though, might have been their biggest improvement. So that was assistant head coach Little after the game. Of course, Coach Julie Kaufman uh, not in attendance, but we were all kind of wondering what the team was going to look like without the head coach there for the final game. It seemed like they kind of kept the same thing going, but uh, it's always a little different when you don't got a, uh, one of the coaches there. Yeah, and again, the, the press was really the only thing different that we saw. I think Coach Little also was a little bit more extreme in changing his defenses. He was calling out the defense each play, whether or not they're going man. I think they played a 1-2-2 for a little bit there, so that was a little bit different. He he, it was Classic Division II head coach, something we haven't seen Coach Kaufman do a lot, but have seen her do some. Uh, coach Agentovich and Coach Little had some pretty aggressive substitution patterns. They brought in five players at once a couple of times, four players. It looked like a hockey line change. Um, but now we turn our attention to what this team's going to look like next year. You know, technically everybody on the roster has eligibility left. 11 players uh, played, which means there's one free main roster spot. Technically, you can have three more on top of that, but you only travel with 12. 
you know, are all 11 players going to come back or some going to transfer? You know, where are they going to get uh, the most active? You know, talking with the coaching staff, they're pretty active in what's going on in the transfer portal, pretty active in recruiting and, you know, trying to put roots down in the local area. And it's it's tough to do with the first year head coach who was so keen on trying to build her roster because she got hired in June that she wasn't able to recruit through this offseason as much as she'd like to and through the regular season kind of on the back foot as much as she'd like to. So, you know, they're going to change in some capacity the personnel that they have. The question is, who's that going to be? They've got some players that are really worth building around. I think Peyton Grant's going to be great long term. Mm-hmm. I think Sydney Bulls, if she finds a consistent jumper and can hit her shots from the free throw line, is going to be great long term. I think this team right now is also full of very good role players. You know, there's a lack of star power on this team, as evident by the record. But you know, Megan Shipley is somebody that I think has proven she can be a very good role player, can step mm-hmm. back into that role again. Kendall Haggerty is has is poised to be a very good shooter if somebody can get space for her. You know, the Millers seem to get better every game. Miner gets better every game. Mertz is a backup capable ball handler. You know, every, the list goes on. Um, whatever combination of players is going to be next back next year, if you're able to add just a little bit of star power to the front end, I think this team will improve in leaps and bounds. And I think the two things they really need, and this can go into more of a deep dive of what this women's team needs to take that next step and contend to get back into the PSAC tournament. I think the number, the two biggest things right now, they need to find a true point guard because that's a big question mark for them right now. Peyton Grant played a lot of point guard for them, and when she comes out, it kind of goes to Megan Shipley, and she runs a point forward type of scheme. They got to find a true facilitator, and I think that's going to free up their field goal percentage, which I think has been the detriment for a lot of the times of the team this season. They shot only 27% from the field. If you're going to win basketball games in the PSAC, you need to shoot 30% or more from the field. You look at Kutztown, they shot 37% from the field. That's got to get better. So I think a true point guard, if you find that, whether that's the transfer portal or you find a freshman to develop out of high school to develop into that role, I think that's going to help a lot, free up some more shooters and get things more open for this team. And really, I think they need to find a rim protector as well. They need to either whether that's one of the Miller sisters starting or finding someone in the transfer portal or finding someone through the the prep ranks. They need to find some inside presence in there because Kutztown had 34 points in the paint. That's 34 of the 70 points of the paint is tough to give up to. And you look in the Shepherd sense, they had only 14 points in the paint. So they got to find some consistent scoring inside. And also someone who can really protect the rim as well. Well, on the back end of that doubleheader, the men also lose and take their record to 14 and 14 on the year, 11 11 in conference play. They lose to Kutztown 75 68. Philip Jordan leading scorer with 24, Aiden Hewley with 20, and then Drod Robinson with nine. And that's really your scoring for the Rams. A tough loss, honestly, a bad loss at the end of the season. Yeah, it didn't, you know, have any implications on the postseason and whatnot like it could have if they, uh, if things would have fell, fallen the way that they did. But you want to go into the playoffs, you know, peaking at the right time, and a loss to a 11 and 17, or at the time 10 and 17, Kutztown is not necessarily what you were wanting going into East Strasburg on the road tonight. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to speculate too much, but there was a point in the second half where they were trading back at buskets, buckets back and forth, uh, and it was a really fun classic PSAC game. And Kutztown just kept taking their game to another level, and Shepard just kind of ran out of gas. Part of me wonders if they didn't want to really throw everything at the kitchen sink at Kutztown at the last game of the regular season in a game that they know didn't matter much for anything less of momentum because Shepard was the better team in the first half. 
Shepard was the better team about 10 minutes into the second half and then just kind of faded away. It was good to see that they were right there down the wire in a game that both Carson Poffenberger and DMC shoot two of 10 from the field because that's not going to happen tonight against East Stroudsburg. They're two, two talented players to have that happen again. Uh, so hopefully this one is just a blip on the radar and they can move on from it. It's nice to see Robinson playing well because in that Shippensburg game, he played three minutes. And this game, he goes for nine points. If they get nine points tonight from Robinson, um, they're going to be a much tougher team to beat. But again, I think it was three quarters of a pretty good basketball game, and Shepard just didn't have that final piece they needed to finish off Kutztown. And, I mean, the Golden Bears, they had nothing to lose. They were throwing everything at Shepard. And they had some guys, Bryant hit some really tough shots for them. Tucker playing through foul trouble, Jenneret, you know, and they had the crowd on their side. So they had a lot of things going their way. So I wouldn't be too alarmed by Shepard because I think this was a game that Kutztown just wanted a little bit more knowing it was the last time they were playing this year. And really it all came down to controlling the glass, I think. Shepard got out-rebounded 43-34. to When you get out-rebounded by nine and you see the second to third chance opportunities, that's what's really going to give a game away. Really an impressive performance from P.J., 24 points and 10 rebounds, coming from a guy who really has taken the mantle this season. He's grown a lot more into a facilitator, I think. He's one of the best facilitators in the PSAC right now. He steps up and is Shepard's leading rebounder. I called in our pregame. I wanted Aiden Hewley to have a big game. I was waiting for him to kind of have that breakout moment right before we get into conference tournament play. He has that, 20 points, five rebounds. It was a great shooting night for him. Went eight of 19 from the field, two of six from three. Good performance for him. But, again, as Luke mentioned before, you're, it's a rare thing to see both DMC and Carson Poffenberger have horrendous shooting nights at the same time. So I, I can't imagine that. But really what's going to determine how – close and if the Rams can pull off the win against East Strasburg this evening you need three guys I think to go for 15 or more points tonight and I think that's been kind of the Achilles heel of the team so far you got for example here Jordan and Hewley 20 plus points Robinson with nine you got to close that gap a little bit someone's got to be 15 points two 12 point guys two 10 point guys you've got to have that fourth guy to score in there or fifth guy to score in there if you can't get that, I mean, look at Kutztown. They had Jalen Bryant with 19, Kyrie Jennerette with 17, Robert Tucker with 13, Wesley Butler with 10. Yeah, if you can get four guys in double digits in scoring, that's really your opportunity to win right there, and especially when you're going to face off against a really tough defense in East Strasburg. And we saw what the press did to Shepard the last time they played last week. they got to find a way to break that press, and I think they really need four guys to score in double figures tonight. Well, we will have that game for you tonight, the East Strasburg game, first round of the, P- of the PSAC playoffs. Uh, 7 p.m. tip will be on the air a little before that uh, in a snowy winter wonderland of East Strasburg, Pennsylvania. Can't wait. Six inches of snow. by Well, it show, it'll be more by the time the game's over. It's, games <laughs> at 7, supposed to start snowed at 4. So uh, shout out the winter weather, although that won't be happening here, thankfully. Just a little rainy. Yeah. Uh, but we'll have your Shepard and East Strasburg matchup tonight, and here are the highlights from over the weekend. Now uses up the dribble, gives it back to Hewley. Dribble handoff back to DMC to Hewley on the pick and fade. The big man takes the triple and hits it. And Philip Jordan will isolate. Here comes the Hewley screen off the right hip of the defender. P.J. downhill, now looking to drive in the paint. Steps up to beat the buzzer. 15-footer, yes. Good shot there for P.J. to work in transition. Rams using a lot of shot clock here in the first parts of this quarter, trying to slow things down against Kutztown. Here's Philip Jordan, goes back door. Poffenberger wide open, lays it in for his first two points. P.J. will throw it left side. Robinson catch and shoot three off the screen. Got it. Here's Hewley. He's going to drive right at whip and left block. Shut up off the glass and scores again. Hewley up to 12 points. Took it right down the heart of the lane to make it a five-point lead with 1.50 to go here in the first half. Now on the baseline to Hewley. Hewley skip pass right side. Gibson 
Thought about stepping in, now steps back for three, and he got it. Entry pass to Huley. Huley fading away, left block, a lot of contact. Shut it off the window, count the basket. He's fouled by Kyle Whippen. He'll go to the line. We'll work it around to Poffenberger. Poffenberger with five to shoot, struggling to find somebody. Gives it to Huley. Huley launches the three for the tie. He got it. Looking to drive on Bryant, and the paint kicks out to Robinson. Robinson driving free throw line. Pump fakes once, now goes from 10. Shot up and in. And he's fouled. He'll go to the line. 10 seconds to shoot, Philip Jordan driving, fading, baseline, five-footer, got it to go! What an impossible angle, and he gets it for two. Here's a hard screen set by Huley, doesn't matter, deep three, Philip Jordan! When they needed him most, hit that shot, it's a one-point game. Philip Jordan, step back, corner three, over the defender, no good. It's rebounded and fouled, will be Kyrie Jenneret with a chance to ice this game with a couple of free throws. 75-68 to 68 will be the final score here at Kutztown as even though they don't make the conference tournament, the Golden Bears have given their fans plenty to cheer about here. And again, we'll have first round of PSAC tournament play tonight as Shepard hits the road and goes to East Strasburg uh, to face off against the Warriors. It'll be a tough one, but we'll have your matchup right here at 7 o'clock on WPM and WCST. But we'll step aside and be back with more Panhandle Sports Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Your kitchen is overdue for a redo, but sometimes getting started is the hardest part. Ask Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths. As your local authorized Craft Made Vantage dealer, Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths will help you discover what kind of kitchen or bath fits your style. Then they'll guide you through every step, including personalizing your design with the latest Craft Made Vantage style style, color, and storage options. Visit Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths at 967 Hedgesville Road in Martinsburg or learn more at mountaineerkitchensandbaths.com. And the streak continues. CMA's Martinsburg dealerships continue to knock out the competition with their competitive pricing, extensive selection, and lifetime powertrain warranty. With over 450 new and used vehicles in stock and on the way, CMA won't leave you waiting on the bench. That's right. CMA's Martinsburg dealerships are once again the most valuable dealers in the area. For the strongest and deepest lineups, visit CMA's Martinsburg dealerships online at martinsburg.cmacars.com today. And good luck to all Panhandle High School student-athletes. I'm Rocky Moselle with StarRegistry.com. Since we were children, we've been told to reach for the stars. It was great advice. Now it's a great gift. Name a star after someone. For $54 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, we will name a star after someone very special to you and send an incredible personalized gift. The new star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Call the Star Registry, 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com for the hottest gift. Chase loves soccer. I'm Chase Greer and I'm 12 years old. And his dream is to turn pro. That's why Chase and his family make sure he's always having fun and squeezing out his best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, buddy, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze fruit-on-the-go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. That's my boy! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. Uh I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. 
So to help you remember, Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance. We personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. It's Panhandle Sports Live with Jordan, Luke, and Parker. Tweet the guys at EP News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Sports Live, brought to you by Mountaineer Kitchen to Bat. Check them out at MountaineerKitchenToBat.com on Facebook or visit their showroom at 967 Hedgesville Road in Martinsburg. Jordan Nice Winter, alongside me, Luke Wiggs and Parker Stone. We were chatting uh, college playoff basketballs. The PSAC Conference Tournament gets started today. Shepard heads up to East Strasburg. Tip-off is at 7 right here on WPM and WCST. But we got... High school postseason action getting ready to well kick into a different gear uh, here starting this week as all roads lead to Charleston. Yeah, we do. It's going to be really exciting uh, tomorrow when the boys' playoffs start. We've got sectional semifinals. Muscleman against Washington is what we'll have here on WBPM and WCST. Berkeley Springs at Kaiser happening over on uh, 92.9 WXDC. I know that's going to be a big game for the Tribe. And then we've got girls' regional final games on Wednesday. Now, don't hold us to this. We'll lock this in in the next probably 12 hours. We're going to try to get both broadcasts on, one on the air and one online. Uh, and if we're able to do that, we'll make sure. But that means that all of the, the women's coverage will be uh, covered. Um, and that means that uh, both teams that are going to Charleston will have on the air. We'll be able to talk to their coach. It'll be fun. And then we're going to try to do the same thing for the boys' sectional final games, which are coming up this Friday. Um, still a lot at stake. People think Jefferson's the team to beat. But you look at Martinsburg, Spring Mills, Hedgesville, all in the same section. Somebody's got to lose. Somebody's got to come out of it and be that other team. Unless Musselman goes on a crazy run in the postseason, uh, who's that going to be? And then, of course, the, the boys' regional finals will be next Wednesday. And we'll have all the panhandle and panhandle adjacent games from the state tournament for both boys and girls uh, provided by Metro News coming up the next couple of days. But tomorrow's where it starts uh, because we've got Musselman in Washington in the boys' sectional semi and uh, Berkeley Springs taking on Kaiser. And that Washington-Musselman matchup is going to be a fun one. you got a lot of guys. Musselman's really been energized in this second half of the season with the return of Troy Woolston to the lineup. They're really coming into their own now with Coach Basile guiding this team in the right direction. They went on a crazy seven-game win streak that was ended on the road against Jefferson. Now they find themselves in a spot. It's a Washington team. The record might not show it, but they've played a lot of teams really tough this season. they got... One of the most impressive freshman performances of a season we've seen here in the Panhandle in, in Christopher Dolman. He's been lights out for the Patriots this season. So if he can get things going for that lineup, it could cause some trouble for Musselman. On the other side, too, I mean, Martinsburg, they've been hanging tough. People are saying, well, you hear Martinsburg might be a little down this year. Everyone's saying no. They've been playing pretty tough a lot of teams. It's kind of the case, maybe a little bit better performance in the win column than what Washington has, but it's the same type of scenario. They're going to take a tough Hedgesville team on, and like Luke alluded to, someone's got to lose in that first round, and who is it going to be? Who's going to be those teams? You could honestly say it's a coin flip right now for who's coming out of the high school ranks right now in the EPAC. You've got a lot of people who think Jefferson's the number one team right now. They have a lot of quality wins under their name. Spring Mills has been up and down this season. People thought, okay, they're the number one team. Then then scenarios happen, things change, things go differently. Now there, it's a lot of question marks with the Cardinals right now. Are they going to be contending? Are they ready to roll? Hedgesville, they're deep right now. Are they going to piece everything together at the right time with the experience of Coach Kelly Church and get back to Charleston? There's a lot of question marks. And now for the Tribe, 
they head down over to Kaiser tomorrow. Now, their road would go like this. If they are able to beat Kaiser on the road Tuesday, then they would go on the road against Hampshire, who is the number one seed in Section 2. They beat Hampshire They'll be in that. They'll be in a really good scenario. But again, it's a case. The tribe got a good win against East Hardy this past Thursday. They looked really good. Landon Seatrum had a great game. If Tymir Ross can get his shot going for the tribe, and they piece everything together at the right time. And Coach Brenniger was talking and saying, "Well, this team kind of found like they found themselves." And he said they haven't peaked yet through the season. So if they if they truly have found their mark at the right time. It could be we could be in for a really magical run for the tribe. I think if they piece everything together. Well, we'll have you covered all the way to Charleston, uh, and of course, once um, it gets to Charleston, we'll hand it over to our uh, Metro News brethren, as they'll of course have uh, another fantastic tournament of coverage uh, down in Charleston for the uh, WVSSAC state championship game. So we'll have you covered here on WPM and WCST. And we'll step aside a few minutes. We'll come back and we'll start to hit some of the national headlines from over the weekend on Panhandle Sports Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Warren shares how Hospice of the Panhandle helped him care for his wife at home. I've known Reba since the seventh grade and we're married for 58 and a half years. Reva really loved this home. She loved to go out on the porch. Reva had leukemia, and that's what took her life. The one thing that Hospice of the Panhandle did for Reva was let her die with dignity in her own home. They gave me all the help that I needed to take care of Reva and to do it safely. Anytime I had a question, they were on call 24-7. Reva was pain-free to the day she passed. Hospice of the Panhandle gave the most excellent care that I could possibly ask for. Learn how Hospice of the Panhandle can help you and your loved ones. Visit hospiceotp.org or call 304-264-0406. 10,000 bags of litter thrown out upon the ground, 10,000 bags of litter that was lying all around, trash tossed on roadsides, harming wildlife there, tires thrown in the waterways by people who don't care. Perhaps they'd care a little more if they knew that all that trash seeps in the ground and circles round back to their water glass. 10,000 bags of litter were collected from Berkeley County roadways in the past five years. 10,000 bags full of thoughtlessly discarded trash that pollutes our home, poisons our water, and harms our wildlife. But there's much that you can do. Find Berkeley County Recycling and WV Litter Busters on Facebook for tips and instructions on how you can help reduce the amount of litter and pollution in Berkeley County. 10,000 bags of litter is 10,000 too many. Litter is pollution. You're the solution. A message from WV Litter Busters, Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority and REAP. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter, that Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs, and that Navage will help you breathe better. But what do other people say about Navage? Like Josh, quote, After walking around my whole life being a mouth breather, I was excited to try Navage. I read the directions carefully, pressed the button, and oh my gosh, what a sensation. So much mucus, so much crud, but oh sweet, merciful air, I can finally breathe you through my nose. Never have I ever taken such an amazing breath in my life. This is a life changer, unquote. He's one of over 100,000 online reviews praising Navage, the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million people to help you breathe better, sleep 
sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navaz is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. Craftmade Vintage Cabinetry offers countless ways for you to create a kitchen that's built around you. The local experts in Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths will be your guide. They'll help you design the space you've always wanted with timeless style, clever storage options, and craft-made quality that's made to last a lifetime. Sit down with Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths to plan your personalized kitchen design today. Visit their showroom at 967 Hedgesville Road in Martinsburg or visit them online at mountaineerkitchensandbaths.com. On the last talk line on Metro News, U.S. Attorney Bill Elenfeld, Northern District of West Virginia, on a new drug that is hitting the streets in West Virginia. It's called Trank or Trank Dope or Zombie Drug, and it's fentanyl, and it's mixed with an animal tranquilizer. We know that we're going to see it uh, in greater quantities here, and that's going to, I believe, unfortunately, create an increase in overdose and overdose deaths. Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia Talk Line, weekdays at 10.06, brought to you by Hospice of the Panhandle on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Hey, y'all, this is your girl, Cheryl Underwood, and I want to tell you something. My digestive system used to make me feel sluggish, but those days are over. Now I feel great. That's because I increased my fiber intake with the Metamucil 2-Week Challenge, and I'm still hooked. I just took Metamucil every day for 14 days, and it's really that easy. Metamucil traps and removes the waste that weighs you down, so you feel lighter and more energetic. Now I never want to go back to that heavy feeling. Are you ready for the Metamucil 2-Week Challenge for a coupon and daily support? Sign up at Metamucil.com today. Imagine buying a pair of sneakers and getting a soothing, gentle foot massage like you'd get during a relaxing pedicure just by walking. Skechers' new Massage Fit Sneakers. Because Skechers, the comfort technology company, has designed a unique innovation that makes it feel like you're pampering your feet with a gentle massage in every step. The secret is Skechers' new patented wave technology on the sole that gently massages your feet while you're walking around. Find them for men and women at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Panhandle Sports Live, your home for sports in the Panhandle. Here's Jordan, Luke, and Parker. Welcome back to Panhandle Sports Live, brought to you by Mountaineer Kitchens and Bath. You can check them out at mountaineerkitchensandbath.com on Facebook or visit their showroom at 967 Hedgesville Road in Martinsburg. Jordan Ice Warner alongside me, Luke Wiggs and Parker Stone. Looking at a picture here of a guy that's wearing an old uh, Oklahoma City Thunder Russell Westbrook jersey. And man, that feels like it was so, so long ago with uh, how many teams he's been on. But anyways, Parker, what are some of the headlines from over the weekend? Yeah, so last night, Damian Lillard turned into a menace. He scored 71 points against the Houston Rockets in what was a really impressive performance. I, th- I saw a stat graphic. I can't remember the exact number exactly. I think Lillard is the only guy in NBA history to score like 60-plus points and have like 10-plus made threes, and he's the only other person to do it. So it's it's Damian Lillard is going to go down as probably one of the most underrated players in NBA history. He's a top 50 player all time in my books from what he just put together. It's just it's looking like he's going to have that tag that he never won an NBA championship because he's just so loyal to the city of Portland. Is he the Mike Trout of the NBA? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a really good comparison, actually. He's such a good player. He's a top three point guard in the league. Of course, he was injury riddled last season, so he had the issues there. But he's he's such a good player. He's I think he's arguably the best scorer at the point guard position outside of Steph Curry when he's healthy. 
And he's impressed. He's really been impressive this season. He's putting together. If the Blazers were in better contention, you you would be hearing Damian Lillard's name be more mentioned in the MP, MVP conversation. But a really good game for Lillard as well as Caitlin Clark for Iowa women's basketball. She had an amazing shot at the end of that game. That was a really cool moment for her. And what a lot of people are touting as the the number one pick in waiting for the WNBA draft. She's eligible. She's draft eligible, I believe, in twenty twenty four. So. They'll be there for the Lakers rallied against the Mavs, came back from 27 points down to beat Dallas. And it looks like the Lakers are heating up at the right time. And it's looking like they're probably going to get into the play-in, which I think is going to be really helpful for their case. Uh, news out of Chicago. They're moving towards shopping the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. That's been the big speculation right now. There was a rumor going around that it may or may not be looking to shop Justin Fields, their quarterback, but they are going to instead going to shop that number one overall pick. And, Sorry if you're an O's fan. You were hoping for the pipe dream of getting Manny Machado back in Baltimore. He just inked a massive 11-year deal with the San Diego Padres. Why would he ever come back to Baltimore? That's a Why great would question. he ever come back? <laughs> that, may, that, would make, that would be the worst dis- business decision he'd ever make. Well, we also need to go back to the conversation that we had last show about these 11-year contracts. Just like, massive. How old is Manny Machado? Is he's, he like at he's at least 30. 30? Exactly. He's probably close to 30. Oh, oh I think he's younger than that. Is he? I, I'm going to guess Manny out. Machado is 27 years old. I don't think he's that no, he's 30. He's July 6, 92. So they're paying him until he's four. So 41-year-old Manny Machado is going to be paid $30 million a year or whatever it is. Oh, that'll be lovely. Oh, my God. Hopefully, hopefully his defense ages well. We'll uh, see. He's not a great defender right now. No, he's never been that good. Of, I mean, he was younger he was Machado. Was Baltimore, good. Right? Yeah, but that was younger Machado on a Orioles team. He was it. Well, it was him and what? Um, who was the right fielder? Marcakis? Yeah, him and Nick Marcakis were running Marcakis things was over not, there. I, I, we had a co-worker in Morgantown that just he would not stop about Nick Marcakis being a Hall of Famer, and it was like let's <laughs> let's relax. Maybe a college Hall of Famer, <laughs> yeah. maybe a college Hall of Famer, but uh, I don't know. It, Nick Marcakis there was a fun one. I actually just saw somebody posted uh, a couple of days ago, like an ode to Marcakis. It was this like twenty minute long thing, just all these clips and stuff. I was like, man, did he even have a long enough good enough career to have a twenty minute long <laughs> montage? Man. But yeah, it's it's nice to see baseball seasons back. In action down in Florida. I'm actually heading to my first uh, spring training games here there at the end go. of the month. I'm pretty excited about that. But what I'm not excited about, uh, I think, I think I'm not excited about this. The rest of the baseball world it seems to be 50-50 on it. But the new clocks that are, you know, in play, and they're testing them out uh, in the in spring training. You got the hit, the hit clock, the pitch clock. You got the new shift things, all that stuff. But really the clocks are making people mad because a couple games have ended on – time uh, running out, which is crazy to think for baseball. So where do you guys stand on these pitch clock, hit clocks? Do you think it's ruining the game, helping helping the game? What do you think? Well, I think there's two answers to that. Um, number one, I think it's absolutely helping the game because the average start time or finish time for a major league game has gone down to two and a half hours. The Cardinals said... People forget an NFL game has always been longer than an MLB game. You're right. You're absolutely right. But you're never going to beat the NFL because nobody's killing somebody over the middle of the field. Right. What's interesting is, just as a really quick aside, the MLS is having a pretty strong last couple of years, the strongest they've ever had in America. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, every soccer Mm -hmm. game is 140 minutes or 150 minutes. And it's get in, get out, get going. So baseball is closing the gap on that with these like 230 games. The Cardinals, like I said, played a spring training game that was 220. They're getting 215. They've already knocked about 20 minutes off at game time, which is great. However, I don't care if it takes an hour. The most entertaining fact of a part of a baseball game is a one-run ninth inning. You know what I mean? In my opinion, what I think should happen is the clock goes away in the ninth inning if it's within two runs. 
and you just play it like normal because you like you said you had a game decided full it was wasn't it full count two yeah. outs a whole shebang yeah, runner on and the guy gets a violation yeah. like that shouldn't you know nobody wants a world series to be decided no. by the pitch clock no. so i would say i'm all for it i mean I, I, the biggest thing to me is i think the players have ruined the game by the body language and this is you know something you probably know jordan i mean when we played in high school ball legion ball stuff like that it was all about let's get going you know you i never took both feet out of the batter's box when I was at the plate. But guys, you know, they walk around, they take their batting gloves off, readjust it, whatever. The pitcher then has to go through this whole sequence. That body language is what's been ruining the time of baseball. So while I don't think, I think a clock is a little abrasive, it's better than allowing them to continue with just bad body language, in my opinion. And so uh, with the exception of it costing games in the ninth, I'd turn the clock off. I'm for it. Now, don't get me wrong. MLB games, and it was really just the Yankees and the Red Sox games that were killing Shit. people with times. They were like four and a half hour long games. I mean, it was incredible, and they were ridiculously too long. So don't get me wrong. I think baseball was getting a little out of hand with how long the games were getting. But it's baseball. It's supposed. It's a mind game. I mean, you're supposed to take time. Yes, some of the players when they you know walk around. I yeah, I would walk around. I would take both feet. I'd walk out of the circle. I mean, I didn't care. Uh, but I also wasn't going to stand out there for 25 minutes. I was going to get out there, recollect, and then get back in, right? So, yes, I think it's it's hard to place the blame on why this ended up becoming a, fa a thing. Like, the fans, yes, they were mad how long games were going. Players, yes, uh, you know, uh, umpires, they probably could have managed games a little bit better. You know how that goes, but I don't know. I think, I think it'd be a good thing for first half season before the all-star break and then after the all-star break go back to normal stuff i don't know if you can do that but it, I, it just makes baseball weird it's just but i remember you know playing legion ball nine inning games would be over in two hours and i know that that's also american legion baseball with probably what 10 people in the stands no yeah no i understand yeah. but i'm saying you put commercials back into that because breaks yeah. have to be longer to make money but you still get yourself another 20 minutes i think 220 right. 230 is right where baseball games should be i mean major league baseball games themselves before the 40s i understand different era those games were also under two hours long you know old man kyle wiggs was screaming over the phone yesterday we were talking about the clock he said i'd leave to go to a cardinal doubleheader on a sunday at one o'clock and be back at home by in time for dinner i'd it's be back at 5 30 it's a completely yeah. different game i understand yeah. but that's the game that the fans that support baseball the 40 50 60 year old guys that watch every single game that make up the predominant economic factor of major league baseball miss that kind of game you know, and mm -hmm. the current generation isn't landing with baseball because we all have attention spans of squirrels <laughs> and we just can't sit through. I mean, I can, you can, the three of us can, right. but our, our peers can't. No. So I think that's what Major League Baseball is trying. I think it's a valiant effort. I don't mm -hmm. think it's perfect. Um, it's definitely not perfect. I yeah. mean, it's going to be this season. Ugh, I, but but another stuff. thing that could happen, and I apologize, I'm going too long, is let's say we have a season of a couple of bad clock violations. The clock kind of sucks, whatever. You're going to train baseball players to play faster. And then mm. hopefully after a year of this next year, you take the clock away and you won't have to worry about it at all. You just get everybody in the mindset of, hey, we don't want you to pontificate over outside the batter's box for 30 seconds before you get back in. You know, if you could instill one or two years of bad clock and get that body language back to where it needs to be, I think that would Well, then don't it. let guys pimp home runs. Don't let guys make them run down to first base on a walk. I mean, there's so <laughs> many different ways. I mean, if you're looking to, you know, take time out of the game, there's, I think, way, way 
there's way more ways to do it, I think, than you know potentially a game ending in the ninth inning with runners on in a scoring situation because a guy strikes out before getting in the batter's box. Well, I think it's all trying to lean towards the game becoming more offensive because I think that's really the selling point right now. You're seeing different things going against the shift. Right now, the banning of the shift, the pitch clock to speed things up, try and help the offense because the more of the times there, it more it favors the defensive side of things. You speed that up. People want to see – well, the league wants to see more guys hitting home runs. And with you saying baseball not hitting with the younger generation, I think this is the best young generation crop in baseball we've had in a long, well, You're talking long about players. Time. I'm talking about fans. Yeah. In that sense, it's – But that's helping fans because, I mean, you play MLB The Show. Yeah. Right? And I feel like video games have done tremendous things for sports and people our age because it gets – I mean, it's a different way to get into But the on sport. that note, though, how long does it take to play a Major League Baseball game? It depends, on, it depends on how many innings yeah. you're playing. Yeah. Depends on how many <laughs> – That I'm, is true. Definitely played longer than two and a half hour games on MLB The <laughs> Show. They can get a little long. Th- thankfully, we just play on uh, three innings for most of my stuff. So no. it's, it's we're playing seven or nine each time, and it's, <laughs> it's a you want battle. a marathon? It's a battle, dude. Jeez. It's a battle. So I wanted to get you guys' uh, thoughts on this. So they put an article out on ESPN. It was a bold prediction for every team in the National League. I'll get the Nationals one, and then I got a really interesting one for the Reds. I want you guys to break down. So for the Nationals, they're predicting Joey Manessis, of yeah. course, the first first baseman that came over in the trade with the Juan Soto, everything like that. He, they're predicting he hits 30 homers this season. Oh my He's gosh. good. I don't know, 30 <laughs> seems like a lot, but I think Especially 15. since they've unjuiced the baseball. Mm-hmm. So but Manessis, he's got pop like crazy, dude. I think 15, maybe not 30. That and Mackenzie Gore leads the Nationals with nine wins this season. Hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see what Josiah Gray can do hmm. on the mound because I think he might end up being their their ace. But he's yeah, still he was so young. He's like what twelve? <laughs> he's, yeah, 12. he's so young. I am twelve. He's so young. And then the uh, Reds one. I wanted to get you guys pick. They're saying Nicola Dolo outpaces Hunter Green in wins, 100%. strikeouts, ERA, and WHIP, and makes the All Star game representing the All Reds. All strikeouts. I love Nicola Dolo. He's good. I don't know if he's Hunter Green good though. But Hunter Green has the the, the profile of somebody that's going to get hurt and miss time. That's and true. Again, he's going to have more strikeouts than Lodolo, but I absolutely see Lodolo being a much more consistent player. If he gets it together, man, he's he's got one of the best fastballs in baseball. I think so. He's so young. Well, uh, speaking of the, speaking of the Nationals, real quick, uh, they played over the weekend in spring training. Guess who they played? Who? The St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, the oh, Cardinals. Okay. And they beat them in the, the bottom of the ninth uh, or top of the ninth. I think they scored their third run, three to two. So shout out, okay. take that, take that early win over you in uh, <laughs> baseball. So who's your baseball team, Park? Um, so I grew up a Red Sox fan throughout, and we attached to Boston. But I mean, ever since like I've grown a little bit of a soft spot watching the O's and seeing them mm-hmm. having their little rise. So primarily, I'm a Red Sox fan, but I, I'll cheer for the Orioles too because it's just fun to see them and stuff. And I, I like a lot of players. I think I've become also a soft Mariners fan just because of my love for Julio Rodriguez. I just love the way he plays the game. Would you say you're more of a baseball player fan than a team fan? I think that's fair. Yeah. I think I think for me, I mean, r- like if you had to ask me what's my favorite team, I would say probably the Red Sox on that sense. Wouldn't you make the argument, talk about the younger generation, that there are more player fans our age than team fans? I could oh, because see that. players are their own brands yeah. now more yeah, than anything. Absolutely. They're bigger than the teams. I mean, you got, again, a guy like J-Rod who's lit up the world. You got Juan Soto. Tatis is going to be back this season. Jazz Chisholm. Everybody loves jazz over that way. There's a lot of young crop. Vladdy's still really young. Rafael Devers is, what, 25? Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of great young talent in baseball right now. Adley Rutschman, another guy. 
it, it's really cool to see so many just the influx of the young talent that's coming in baseball right now. And you got guys that are still coming up to a guy, Corbin Carroll for the Diamondbacks. You got, uh, gosh, uh, Andrew Jones's kid. He's in the he's going to be in the minor leagues now. Drew Jones. He's going to be a guy. Arizona's going to be a team to watch in the next few years. It's really cool. It's a really cool scene to see. Just uh, Jackson Holiday, he, Matt Holiday's kid. He's number one overall pick in this past draft. He'll be in the Orioles minor league system. There's a lot of fun young talent just in baseball right now, and I think it's going to be a really fun scenario to see all these guys grow. Well, we'll step aside one final time. We'll come back, get Parker's picks, and wrap things up here on Panhandle Sports Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Your kitchen is overdue for a redo, but sometimes getting started is the hardest part. Ask Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths. As your local authorized Craft Made Vantage dealer, Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths will help you discover what kind of kitchen or bath fits your style. Then they'll guide you through every step, including personalizing your design with the latest Craft Made Vantage style, color, and storage options. Visit Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths at 967 Hedgesville Road in Martinsburg or learn more at mountaineerkitchensandbaths.com. It's free furnace February now at Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air Conditioning. Now till the end of February, when you buy a qualifying Linux system at Johnson Johnson, we will give you the matching furnace or heat pump air handler free. Or finance your new system with zero down, 0% interest, up to 60 months. Contact Johnson Johnson Heating and Air Conditioning today. Welcome to Comfort. I'm Rocky Mosell with StarRegistry.com. Since we were children, we've been told to reach for the stars. It was great advice, now it's a great gift. Name a star after someone. For $54 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, we will name a star after someone very special to you and send an incredible personalized gift. The new star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Call the Star Registry, 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com for the hottest gift. It's time to think about your tax refund. And Jackson Hewitt wants you to think biggest. As in, we guarantee you'll get your biggest refund or your money back plus $100. Who offers that? Come to think of it, nobody. It's one of the biggest guarantees out there and why you can't just file with anybody. For your guaranteed biggest refund, go to Jackson Hewitt today. Your wallet will thank you. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. Could you use monthly payments to help meet basic needs, like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet? Find out about Supplemental Security Income. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov SSI. Produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. They say everyone has a story to tell. Well, no one tells stories better than Audible. It's the home of living your best life. Intriguing true crimes. And celebrities you love, like John Hamm, Kerry Washington, and Kevin Hart. It's the home of new worlds. Old worlds. And ways to make a better world. Audible, the home of storytelling. Audiobooks, podcasts, and originals. Start a free trial at audible.com. Mix up your sports coverage with Panhandle Sports Live. Heard on the Panhandle News Network.
Welcome back to Panhandle Sports Live, brought to you by Mountaineer Kitchen to Bath. You can check them out at mountaineerkitchentobath.com on Facebook or visit their showroom at 967 Hedgesville Road in Martinsburg. Jordan Ice Warner alongside me, Luke Wiggs and Parker Stone. Yeah, well, that's called beginner's luck. Luck, 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 Yeah, I like to call this my lock of the day. Prove it, it's never fails. Never failed once. All right, lock of the day for Friday was the Knicks beating the Wizards, which did happen. And Ooh, well, it was close. We, it almost we, didn't happen. It almost didn't happen. It was close. And Julius Randle is him. All of a Julius Randle had a barn burner of a game, and we came dangerously close to going to it. How, how that would have felt our uh, our local Knicks fan here seeing It'd the great seeing the career high of one Julius Randle? It would have been, been great. It been great. I just remember we wins. were we were taking a stroll around Kutztown's campus Friday night. Luke and I were, and we ended up checking out the tail end of a lacrosse practice over at Kutztown. They got their own lacrosse field over there, by the way. It's pretty pretty sweet little lacrosse field they got over that way, if I can say the word lacrosse. But they uh, we checked the end of that game out. It, it was a cool one. I think your words were, thank goodness we didn't go to that game because Jordan and I would have had fighting words at the end of that one. I would have been show. unbearable. <laughs> unbearable. Oh, man. Just wait that, we go to that Defenders Battle Hawks game. Oh, man. AJ McCarron's getting revenge. The AJ McCarron game. <laughs> the one Neil gets two pick sixes wins the game. Man, could you imagine the scenes? That'd be pretty cool. That's funny. Uh, Bam Adebayo. I I need to put like a creed on the wall here that says never bet Bam Adebayo because I swear he is always that guy. Always, always, always. I took his over on rebounds over the weekend. Does not able to get it against the Milwaukee Bucks. They got blown out by Milwaukee. He got pulled in the fourth quarter. So. That sunk it there. And Mikel Bridges, he had a pretty good scoring outing, but again, another case of a blowout in the NBA. The Bulls absolutely dismantled the Brooklyn Nets on Friday, so that one was unable to go. So one of three over the weekend. So we're going to turn to today as a bounce-back day. Lock of the day, I've got Baylor beating Oklahoma State on the road today. This kind of a kind of a helping hand, I think, to help WVU make the tournament because as of the Kansas lost this weekend. They have dropped to the last four teams into the tournament right now. So they're dangerously close on missing out of the tournament. I think a win for Baylor over Oklahoma State can send the Cowboys down a little bit. They've lost four straight. A fifth straight loss could be a really dangerous territory for Oklahoma State. I think Baylor wins, helps WV out in that case. I also like Julius Randle, over three and a half made threes tonight against the Boston Celtics. They're in the garden. It's going to be a really tight game. The Knicks are trying to keep pace, trying to avoid the play-in right now. And Julius Randle, I didn't know this until I checked the stats before making picks. He is shooting the triple a lot this mm-hmm. season. He's had games where he's hit, he's had ten attempts, nineteen attempts from beyond the arc. I think he gets at least four of those to go this evening. And Julius Randle gets four threes against the Boston Celtics as well as I got Lamelo Ball getting over seven and a half rebounds. I can't remember who he played on Friday night, but. We were watching the uh, Hornets game, and he had like 10 rebounds, and I think it was like midway through the fourth quarter. They're playing the Pistons today. The Pistons are arguably the worst team in the NBA right now. I like Lamella Ball getting those rebounds. So, again, Baylor beats Oklahoma State. Julius Randle hits four threes or more against the Celtics tonight. Lamella Ball gets eight or more rebounds against the the Detroit Pistons. If you had to put a bet out there for Shepard and East Strasburg tonight, what would you say? Put you on the spot. Uh, to, To win or a spread? Anything you want. Um, I think the spread would probably be eight and a half to East Strasburg. Wow. Dang. All I, right. I, it, all, it all depends on John Preston. I think so. And I think it really depends on how much has Shepard grown 
to beat the press of East Strasburg because that was really what mm-hmm. hurt them last time. That was a really bad loss they took at East Strasburg. It was a hostile environment. Of course, we, we had our own thoughts about the officiating of that game. We all thought it was, <laughs> well, poor, to put it lightly. And hopefully it just things shake out better. It's the third time these two teams have match up. It was a split of the season series. Of course, the Rams beat East Strasburg when they were nationally ranked earlier in the season at the Butcher Center. It's it's going to be a hard task. East Strasburg, we think, is one of the better teams in the P sector, the number three seed. But a lot of, a lot of us think they could have ended up being the number one seed in the East easily if it, if things fell a different way. So it's going to be a tough ask for this team. Again, it's going to take down to multiple guys scoring big figure numbers. You're going to need at least, I think, a 15 point performance from either one of these three guys against DMC, Preston, Hewley, Poffenberger. One of the two, three out of those four guys need to go for 15 plus points or more to have any chance. I think to beat East Strasburg. Well, let me ask you this question because I think the biggest reason Shepard beat them is because they scored the most points of any game this year. Mm-hmm. They scored 96. Yeah. Like the only way they're able to beat them at is home. At home, exactly. At home. As if they're able to keep pace offensively. Is what's the magic number? If you guys were to guess, the first team to blank points wins this game, and is that number 90? <laughs> it's not 90. That's Ooh. that's that's an astronomical. That's n- an astronomically high number. But again, they. Beat them ninety six to eighty eight. That is true. Mm. I mean, East Strasburg can and put East up Strasburg points. in the last game against when they beat Shepherd scored seventy four. I'd say eighty. I was going to say seventy seventy five. Really, somewhere around in that range. I think mm-hmm. 80, 80 will lock in a win if you can hit eighty points. I think it's going to be. I think what the Rams are going to try and do is once again this is their mo. They want to try and slow the game down. East Strasburg the opposite. They're going to try and run fast paced with the press. It depends on who gets the upper advantage of that one. We've seen both scenarios. And you mentioned, though, in the win over East Strasburg, they were able to score. And we'll take a look at the box score here and see the overall scoring for the Rams. DMC had his career high with 32. That It's going to have to take a performance like that. And you look at the scoring totals. Preston had 15. Hewley had 12. Poffenberger had 11. Stephon Marcel had 12. Philip Jordan had 9. Those are almost seven guys in double-digit scoring for the Rams. It's going to take a performance like that to beat a tough East Strasburg team. And again... Four guys or more have to go for 15-plus points tonight. It, it needs to happen. The bare minimum three. You need at least 15-plus points. Hopefully, D.C.'s horrific shooting performance at Kutztown was a one-time thing. He can get it going. The same thing goes for Carson Poffenberger. Both those guys need to have big games tonight. And hopefully, John Preston is as healthy as he can be for this game tonight because they're going to need him on the boards especially to try and control the glass because East Strasburg, again, if you can control out, they like to run in transition. If you're able to limit those chances, you got a good chance of winning this game. Are the Mountaineers going to do it? They're going to make it into the uh, tournament? They lost to Kansas in a heartbreaker, and I saw a bracketology expert that has them in his 10 seed today. I think they need to win one more game. I think they need two to get locked in, one more to probably get them in, which is home against Kansas State potentially. Uh, if they lose out, then I don't think so. Hmm. Man. It's tough. They got uh, they're at Iowa State this evening. It's it's a tough ask. And then again, you got Kansas State as an opportunity. It, it's going to be a tough ask for the team. Again, I think they need at least one win right now, or, or probably a win in tournament play as well. Well, we've got about a minute, fellas. Any uh, final thoughts? Uh, St. Louis City SC. The MLS season started. They got a dramatic first win. It was great to see. And uh, Jamari Jenkins of uh, Jefferson had an unofficial visit to Radford. I really think he's a D one guard. Uh, and I hope he gets the chance to play at that level. Go Rams. Man, Radford has always hit this area hard with uh, with recruiting forever. Radford and Creighton, I feel like we <laughs> always see people. Shout out to the Highlanders of Radford one I'm time. I'm telling you, man. Where is Ra- that's Virginia, Morgan, right? Yeah, it's it's not too far where I grew up at, actually. About an hour, hour 20. Well, 
you missed any show day, this back to it a little bit later on over on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Don't forget, we got Shepherd Basketball on the air tonight. 7 o'clock tip. It's first round of PSAC uh, tournament play as the Rams will head all the way up to Strasburg, Pennsylvania to take on the East Strasburg Warriors. It'll be a good one. We'll see what will happen. But for Parker and Luke, I'm Jordan. Panhandle Live is next. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.